Welcome to the Couch Warmers Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, the goal of this podcast is to give everybody uh, some educated ideas and thoughts on how to go about their season, who to pick up, who to drop, who to draft, etc. Now, when doing this, you'll also, you know, earn some good wins and be able to hold it over, you know, your buddies or, you know, your frenemies who are also in your league. Now, I was wanting to go ahead and get into the big fantasy news for this week, but I have to tell you something. If I ever do have any sponsors of any sort, which is, uh, you know, a a big reach, seeing as how this is just for our our league, but I would want those uh, little square caramels to be one of my sponsors. You know, the ones that you used to get in the drive-thru at the bank. I found one of those in uh, my daughter's little um, basket of candy, and oh my goodness, it just took me right back. It was amazing, and uh, that's all I could say. It was just glorious. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into the meat of the information here this week, which was a crazy weekend. Yes, we are talking about Saturday, August 24th. Man, now that Saturday, the Saturday that is two weeks before the NFL regular draft starts, the regular season starts, do you know that every year that Saturday is the highest, there there are more drafts done on that day than any other day of the year. It's the busiest draft day. And hopefully, you did not have a very early draft that day, if you had a draft at all, because 29-year-old Andrew Luck decided to hang it up. Oh, man, this one is wild. I remember I was on the phone with Garrett, and he was talking to me, and Brittany told me that while, you know, I was... uh, Garrett was talking to me about something on the phone, and I just had to tell him, hey, hold the phone, listen to this. Okay, Britt, is is that serious? Are you you being serious with me right now? Okay, Garrett, check this out. Because I couldn't hold, I couldn't hold it to myself. I mean, that, it was wild, it was crazy, and for at least one of y'all, it was quite painful. Now, you might wonder, why on earth did he decide to retire? I mean, he's only 29, but think about it. First off, if any of us had the money that he had, I mean, we'd be set for life. And he's probably going to be going into the you know, car dealership franchise, just like every other NFL, former NFL player does. But, you know, last year... The Colts had one of the best offensive lines. Maybe, just maybe, they were one year too late on getting everything fixed up. Because that man got beat up all the time. Here's just a small, here's a list 
and it's not a small list, of some of the things that Andrew Luck has had to go through. Torn cartilage in two ribs. Partially torn abdomen. Yeah, uh, abdomen. That's terrible. Okay, you think that that's bad? Lacerated kidney. <sighs> Painful. Painful. Are you starting to twist and turn yet? It's, ugh. One concussion. A torn labrum. And now this latest thing, they're thinking it was some sort of ankle, sprain, ligament, a bone. They still aren't giving you full details on what it was. And in Indianapolis, the very wise fan base that they have decided to boo their star quarterback. Apparently, he just snapped and said, look, I'm done. I can't I can't handle it anymore. Too much mentally, too much physically, I, I just can't hold on to it anymore. So, he hung up the cleats. But really though, I mean, think about it, that's, that's a bad look for the Indy fans. To be sitting there and booing a guy, not because he's just holding out on them. No, this guy has gotten beaten up time and time again. And he came back after suffering all these different injuries. And last year, he was your top he was a top quarterback in the league. People feared him because of what he could do. And now you're gonna boo the guy because he, his ankles bummed out? A real bad look, Indy. It's pitiful. Now, with this, you're going to think how does this affect the Indianapolis Colts with the different players and their stock value in fantasy? Well, to be blunt, it's going to be rough. It's going to be real rough. Immediately, you think of T.Y. Hilton. He needs a quarterback to throw him the ball. He's good, but when you have Jacoby Brissett throwing you the ball, it makes no difference how good you are. The only times he has ever had less than 1,000 receiving yards was his rookie season and two years ago when Jacoby Brissett was his quarterback. Yeah, that's the bottom line. He's not looking good for you. I know of a few people who have T.Y. Hilton. I'd say I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't have him. You do, so I'm not sorry. Then you have the two running backs, Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. Marlon Mack got the ball when they were winning. Very high percentage of him getting the ball over Naheem Hines when the game script was good. But Vegas is picking the Colts to win less than seven games this year. Less than seven games. They understand that because Jacoby Brissett is going to be the quarterback, more times than not, they are going to be trying to catch up. They're going to be behind, and they're going to have to throw the ball. And that means Naheem Hines is going to be on the field. 
So he might be the only fantasy-relevant player in that backfield. But again, how relevant is that going to be? Not too much. He would be a flyer for me. A very, He would be a stretch to be a flex option. Now, all other pass catchers, they come behind T.Y. Hilton. So you have Eric Ebron, Jack Doyle. No one is relevant for fantasy football now. None of them are going to be relevant if you want to uh, make any sort of splash in your season. Now, Hilton, I wouldn't... hmm. Well, yeah, maybe uh, a flex option. I would consider him a flex option just because he might be the only person that gets hyper-targeted by Brissett. But also the value of those targets. I mean, if the targets are all over the place, how often is he really going to catch the ball? Something else to, to worry about. So a flex option at best for Hilton. Then we have our other news, which was sadly it was overshadowed by the craziness in Indianapolis. This poor guy, he had a very rough night. Lamar Miller. Miller was carted away from Saturday's preseason game against the Cowboys. You might have seen the replay. If you did, you knew exactly what happened, and you never watched it again. It was rough. And uh, Adam Schefter reported, it's confirmed, it's an ACL tear. He's done for the season. They have him on injury reserve. Get well. Come back soon. That's a horrible injury. Uh, one personally I know from experience. It's it's a very rough one. And just the, the mental toll of it, being afraid after that, you have to have a very, very strong you have to be very mentally strong to be able to come back from something like that and not fear doing it again. So what does Houston do? Well, they have Duke Johnson, who they just got from the Browns, and then who do they have behind him? Do any of you know? You have to do a very, very long search to find out who it is. Because really, there's nobody that's that's going to be in the conversation besides Duke Johnson. Now, here's a little something to consider. Duke Johnson came from the University of Miami. Yes, the Hurricanes. Say what you want about them. I, I hate the school. Ugh. They're an obnoxious fan base. But... You had people, here. here's a list of the different running backs who have come from the University of Miami. Frank Gore, Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, Edrin James. And you're probably sitting here thinking, yeah, those, that's fine and dandy, but what does that have to do with Duke Johnson? Duke Johnson leads as the all-time rushy yard leader. Over all of those players. Not for catching, which he is known for, but for rushing the ball. He holds the record over all of them. So he can do it, but will they use him in his full capacity? 
if they do, if they use him for rushing the ball and use him in the passing, since statistically he is the best pass-catching back in football. If you were unaware, statistically he's the top-notch guy. They could create a fantasy stud. Just absolute baller if they use him right. Just a question of whether or not they will. Or will they go out and get someone? I mean, just think about it. LaShawn McCoy has had trade rumors circling around him. You have Carlos Hyde in Kansas City, who is rumored to be on shaky ground of even making the roster. And then the big question mark, I mean, I've heard this around in rolling around in the fantasy community, whether you want to listen to uh, ESPN and um, Matthew Barry, or you want to listen to the fantasy footballers or whoever, Melvin Gordon wants to get paid, traded, and paid, and he'll take it if it means getting paid. Now think about this. Andrew Luck retired, so the Colts will be down. The Jaguars picked up Nick Foles as quarterback, and they have question marks across the board. The Jaguars really aren't going to be a big thing for them to worry about in their in their division. The Titans are a joke. The Patriots are aging like the time stone. The point is, the Houston Texans have to win now. This is their chance to win, and their starting running back went down. Why not go out and get Melvin Gordon? Even if it's a big one-year deal, your star quarterback is still under a rookie contract. So you're going to have the money right now. Go out and try to get him so you can win big. If I was a Texans fan and had Deshaun Watson, Melvin Gordon, and DeAndre Hopkins, I would sleep very well at night. Fat chance it happens, but it would be amazing. But on the flip side, if they just stick with Duke Duke Johnson and they pick up somebody to be his backup or to share the workload with him in some capacity, it's not the end of the world. I think this is a chance for Duke Johnson to show everybody that he was misused in, uh, in Cleveland because they were being run by a bunch of imbeciles there. And... Those imbeciles no longer have jobs and most likely won't ever have a job unless it's for their son's high school football team. Uh, it's It was very bad, and he wanted, he wanted better, so he got out of there. Maybe they'll use him. I hope they will, because he will become such a valuable asset. He will at least be flex-worthy for your team. But... That's all I have for this episode. Um, trying to get this podcast going again now that we're drawing ever so close to our draft. This coming up Saturday. But all I want to know now is, Alex, who do you have as your starting quarterback in your home league now that your 6th or 7th round pick just retired? And hopefully it wasn't higher up in the draft than that, because that would just be painful and or hilarious but okay guys that's all i have y'all have a great week and i'll talk again to y'all soon